How's it hanging? How's it happen? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. Hey, everybody. We're really into October right now. We're flying on this podcast right now. We're not stopping. I mean, we're just going nuts with, you know, all these crazy milestones. We're hitting. We're just flying. And my energy is through the roof. Like, ah! I just threw a bunch of concert tickets on the floor for some random reason. I don't know why. I want to try and make it rain because I'm just so excited. But I don't know why. But we got a great guest on the podcast today. Before we jump into that, though, I want to thank our sponsor for stuff. Man! Skipped. And yes, it's still October, so we're still in spooky season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spooky season. Spooky. So the last thing you want to do is be scared by the unrelenting, unkempt bush. That's down there. Yeah, you don't want to be scared by that thing. You don't want your partner to be scared of that thing and be like, oh my God, bush. Ah! You don't want any of that. So how do you make sure that your bush is not as scary as Michael Myers, that it's not freaking out people like Jason Voorhees, or is not giving people nightmares like Freddy Krueger? Well, the best way to do that is go to Manscaped and get the Lawnmower 4.0. That is right, the Lawnmower 4.0. I should have probably grabbed it before I did this promo, but we're doing it anyway. So Lawnmower 4.0, what does it do? It is the best trimmer for your boys down there. It gives you the best shave down there to tame that bush down there. How does it do it? A couple different things. One, it's waterproof, guys. So if for some reason you like shaving the shower with an electrical product, it's waterproof. It'll help hopefully take care of that, but I still wouldn't advise it, you know. doesn't seem like a good idea, but it's waterproof. So at least if you accidentally get it wet. Not too worried about it. It also has a 4K LED light, so you can actually see what you're mowing down there. Oh, yeah, you want to have line of sight for that. It also has advanced skin-safe technology with the blade. That's kind of, I think, made out of ceramic, actually, but really works to prevent those nick cuts. The last thing you want to do is be shaving down there and be like, I cut my tail. Last thing you don't want, you don't want that. And the Lawnmower 4.0 helps prevent that. Okay, you can tell I'm just like energetic as hell right now. And you should go get one for yourself so your partner isn't freaked out by like it down there. You want to have fun this spooky season. I don't think you want to scare people or your partner with what's down there or yourself for that matter. So go get yourself a Lawnmower 4.0 at manscaped.com. And you can get 20% of free shipping code CPP at checkout at manscaped.com. Ooh, yeah. Remember... If this is coming out during the one we are hungry festival, we are sponsoring that bad boy. If it is not, you can still go get your tickets now. If it's not, you know, before that, but if it's during that, you know, you might want to get your tickets today off if you're in the Vegas area. However, we are sponsoring one hell of a festival, guys, called We Were Hungry. If you don't know about that, when we were hungry, music festival. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be there. So if this is again shooting on October, if this is released on like October 20th, oh yeah. We're going to be there. You're going to see some crazy ass pancakes in the pit stuff. And I want to thank all the bands that, you know, have been on the podcast that I know have been on the podcast up to this point, such as Modern Escape, Varsity, Outlier, Along Came a Spider, Saving Vice, Palisades, Secondhand Serenade, The Medic Droid, The Original Line for a Skylight Drive, Tickle Me Pink, The Battle of Bands that are forever for now with their hilarious podcast. Thank you guys for being on the podcast. So check all those bands out if you haven't. And enjoyed all the content coming from the We Are Hungry Festival. Absolutely love it. I'm glad that I was able to sponsor it. So thank you guys. Now in our feature presentation. So you ever heard of the band 96 Bitter Beans? Their first album, Camp Pain, came out in 2018. But it's been four years since they released a new album. And it's coming out 
this year with their new album Synergy Restore coming out on November 4th, 2022, we got to talk to Darren and we got to talk a lot about the live show aspect. That's where the conversation really went into, the live show aspect, why Darren loves the live show, bands that he hopes he gets a chance to open for with 96 Bitter Beans, and of course, some fun stories get thrown in there as well. This was a little bit of a short one, but trust me, there is no short of a jo- ah, shortage of awesomeness here. Are you friends ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. You like rock music? Well, of course you do. If you don't like rock music, I don't know why you'd be listening to this We're podcast. Here. That's what we love to talk about. On top of that, you like shredding guitars? You like good, good old hard rock music? This is something you're absolutely going to like. So this band's new album called Synergy Restored is available on November 4th of 2022. And let's talk with the man all about. So please welcome Darren from the band 96 Bitter Beats, the podcast. So Darren, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on, man. How is everything going in your world as, you know, it's going to be your first album in four years, the run up to it. How's everything feeling, you know, gearing up to that first release of the album, you know, on November 4th? It's a relief, actually, because this album has been, we've been recording this album since 2015. And we recorded this album and the first one at the same time. And the first one came out, we put it out in 2018. And then we did really well with that. And then we were going to sign a deal with Nuclear Blast. And then all of a sudden, COVID hits. So to wait two years to even get an idea or an estimate of when all this was going to happen was literally torture. Because not only were we dealing with not being able to do anything, not being able because uh, California was was locked up the worst. I mean, we, we mm-hmm. everything was shut down. And just the anxiety of not being able to tell anybody about what was going on. And um, so it's a relief and, and it was a long time and I got COVID uh, that lasted for about two or three weeks. And that was, that was rough. And it was just a really depressing time for everybody. And um, it's done. It's finally done. And it, we got the record done. I was putting finishing touches on it right before we handed it in. So literally been working on this for six years trying to get everything is not perfect because perfect isn't really good in my mind but but to the point where totally satisfied understandable and my god you've been sitting on this record like you said you you were working on 2015 at the beginning of it you work on this for six plus years and now the release you know a year later is finally happening so the feeling of relief like i could just feel that coming off from your voice it's like Oh, yeah. thank God. It's like we're finally able to get this thing out. We've been working on it for so long. Get this out to the people that absolutely love the first album campaign. And then just finally having a chance for people to listen to some more stuff from Nice Bitter Beans to the point where you can finally get this stuff out there. You can start playing live. You can start connecting with those people once again in a live setting. And then also another important piece too, feel free to start working on some more stuff that isn't, you know, directly related to Synergy Restored, like going into the next thing as well. Like that relief, just like, we're finally open again, is back. Yeah, I've already I've already got three or four songs started for the next record, and I already have the title. So I it, we never stopped working. It was just that, you know, um, we're, we're always recording. We must have recorded 50 songs between 2016 and 2022. That is a lot of songs. I mean, you could pretty much compile four different albums at that point just with those songs right there. You're exactly right. 
yikes, all of a sudden what's gonna happen is gonna be, you guys just start releasing all these different like cuts. It's like, okay, here's another album, here's another album. And be like, my God, guys, we're getting so much music. We're getting so much guitar shredding. <gasps> well, a lot of them, a lot of them were recorded for specific people that helped us uh, raise funds to record the albums because at the time we were, you know, independent and it, it cost a lot of money. We had to buy a lot of gear for the studio. And um, I'm also re-recording all the old songs so that I can have them back in a sense. And um, yeah, it's about about 50 songs, I would think at least. That's a nuts amount. But it also speaks to just the fact that as you guys were working on this and as you guys were going through, you know, the, the tw- like the, the pandemic time where, like you said, you're from California, everything was shut down, probably the worst amongst the worst. All, the, all the different, you know, states of the United States. I'm from Wisconsin, so all of a sudden it was like, Two months after, you know, the whole entire shutdown happened, all of a sudden the emergency order got lifted and bars were really opening up like within the next hour after that announcement. Like it was just like, oh, shit. okay. And then all of a sudden live music was like, I think we had the first major festival here in Wisconsin in 2021. I'm like, alrighty, let's keep doing this. Like music is back. But it was something also where I knew the other aspects of the country. It's like, can we just get everyone all back up? Can we get live music back? Can we get these musicians back on the road? They've been on the shelf for over a year at this point. This is how they make their livelihood. This is their passion. This is what drives a lot of us. Let's get them back out on the road to, you know, connect with us so we can connect with them and everyone can just be in a much happier space. And the club, a lot of clubs had to close down. You know, we lost a lot of clubs. Um, even now, now that it's over, we're dealing with a lot of aftermath where it's almost just as bad as it was when it was going on. When there's people that are still terrified of it. I mean, the country's kind of divided about how they feel about COVID. Some people think go as far as it being a hoax and some people still won't leave their house. I was talking to somebody yesterday. They went to a concert where it's 1,500 capacity and maybe 350 people there because people still won't go out. And we just finished our summer tour about a week ago and it was amazing how many people were uh were willing to come out during that time during this time so it, it's it's really um you know it, it's a good sign that, that people are starting to get out there more but at the same time there are people that are still maybe aided too much by propaganda and and still have a lot of fear but i just like to dive into things i mean i i'd rather get out there and take my chances than then be bored being bored is the worst thing in my if i'm bored i i i want to jump out of my skin oh i totally understand that i mean i've felt that before too like even with the pandemic like the really only thing that kept me fully going through it was like okay you know there's not many things going on around here. I can't go to concerts. What's one thing I can do to kind of like get that musical fix? Let's ramp up this podcast thing. Cause I started interviewing bands right before that happened. I'm like, let's double down on this and let's keep this rolling. And I had a great time doing it and I'm still doing it right here. Like we're talking right now and this is absolutely fucking awesome. On top of that, I still relining to something that's very dev that was very devastating. Yeah. And on top of that, something you said too, where we do have people that think, you know, it was a hoax and people that still only their house. We have people on, on different ends of the spectrum and I do enjoy your mindset. I do agree with you where it's like, you know, we st- a lot of us would still rather, you know, be able to go out and experience these things and li- make the most out of life than constantly living in fear and constantly living in agony of, you know, what, like, what potential danger got there. Because there's always going to be dangers out there. I'm not yeah. trying to minimize what had happened or what had gone on during that time. But there's a lot of us that thrive off of music, that thrive off of live music, that find it as a second home or even like the only home that sometimes we might have. So we wanted to bring that back. And when we were able to do it, all of a sudden... I mean, I'm going to concerts like left and right uh, still this whole entire year. 
And even some of the smaller venues, like they're packing some of these smaller venues, you know, capacity, maybe 150, 200 people. There's 150, 200 people in those venues every single time I step in there. The big giant ones where it's like, we've got one here in Milwaukee. It's like, okay, you know, if they've got a venue, if they're in the ballroom, you got like a 4,500 capacity. Boom. I've seen shows up there are 4,500 people show up. I've seen their middle tier one where 1,500 people can be there. And those places are absolutely packed. Then their basin one that holds like 700. Boom. One time I've been down That's there this a year, good sign. 700. And you know, with, you know, it, once you get to a certain age with me, it's so hard for me to entertain myself because I, I, I'm only really happy when I'm on stage and other things that make me happy are having things to look forward to, whether it's going to an amusement park or going, going to the movies or something like that. But I always feel like that I need to have something to look forward to. And the time where I'm having the most fun is on stage. And that's like two, two hours out of a day when we're on tour. So, you know, right now I'm like, what do, what do I do? I want to continue this momentum. So I talked to the record company. I'm like, set me up with interviews. I'll, anybody like I want to talk about what's going on. I want to get the word out there. So yeah, anything to get the word out there, anything to keep that drive up. I mean, that's kind of the whole entire purpose of of just doing something that you absolutely love. It's there's times where, you know, you get those low periods like, OK, how do we keep driving towards that? Constantly right. keep working towards that. And like you said, you guys just got off a tour, but right at the time we were shooting this. So it's like you had that to look forward to. You got back up on stage, absolutely crushing it. And then all of a sudden now it's, you know, got the new album coming out. And then what comes next after that? It's like you guys are still working on new music. You've got you said you're writing more songs, but it's also going still back out in the road once again, playing for more people, playing in more, dif- in more different cities, playing, getting an opportunity to not only rock out in front of a bunch of new people, but to get another bunch of new people into the band at the exact same time as well. That's a good point. That reminds me that I have, we really want to be an opening act because we've been a headliner. You know, I've been headlining shows and and have not opened for anybody since Guns N' Roses 20 years ago. So I'm really chomping at the bit. I want us to get on the road with a bigger band where we can kind of convert them, you know? So that's the next, um, I'd I'd like to get out early next year and hopefully be a support act for somebody. See, that's what I'm looking forward to next. I'm going to try to make that happen. See, I do like that mentality as well, because it's taking on a completely different challenge where you're used to headlining some of these shows, but you know what, let's get on a support act for some bands that are drawing even more people and let's see if we can convert them. Now, let me ask you this wish list. It doesn't have to be, you know, like the exact one that you guys like, but like wish list. Okay. What bands are you potent? Would you want to like be the opener for now going into next year in order to try and convert their fans? Like what bands are the ones that you would love to be the ones to open for? That is a, that's a good question. Of course, I'm going to say Metallica because there was a time when James Hetfield heard, heard uh, our songs and was like, those riffs are killer. I want that band to open for us. And we did. And I'm hoping that with a nuclear blast does have some ties with them. So I'm hoping when the album comes out, somehow it gets passed along and you never know a slipknot would be fun. Uh, I know Corey, Corey Taylor from back in the day when they were working on, when they were working with Rick, Rick Rubin, um, God, Foo Fighters, but although that probably might be a more st- mainstream crowd, um, but I like Dave Grohl. I met him a couple of times. He got me wasted at the key club and I fell off stage. Um, oh, God, Guns, Guns N' Roses again. But, you know, Guns N' Roses was the hardest band to I mean, I can I can play to anybody's fans now after playing with Guns N' Roses because those people do not want to see an opening act. You know, they want to see the band. So. 
I mean, you name it. I don't think there's anybody that I don't think we're in a position to turn down anything. And I don't think we're in a position to say, well, we don't like them or they're not our type of music, so we can't do it. Literally, I'd open for Beyonce if it was possible. So I, I don't I mean, other than that, I think Kiss is my favorite band but i think i've seen a lot of bands open for kiss and uh, and they're not as open-minded like the fans of kiss aren't as open-minded as as they probably should be i saw deftones open for kiss and literally people were leaving and they turned their backs to them and they were throwing stuff at them so kiss fans that would be difficult obviously if kiss offered an opening slot to us we would take it but that would be probably the most difficult because those those fans are lethal they're brutal so um, I guess I've, I've run down. Um, playing with Guar was fun. Uh, pl uh, touring with Clutch was fun. Um, yeah, those are, those are my list of bands. But pretty much anybody, anybody we would go out with. See, I, I do like the mentality as well where you're willing to go out and get and try different things and you never know who might, you know, pick up you guys in terms of which different band, which different group of fans, what different sounds they might be working in. Because I've seen so many different tours already since the pandemic kind of, you know, ceased and uh, live music came back. So many different tours with so many weird, wacky lineups, which is like, how the heck is this band going to be playing with this band based off of the sound? But when it works out well, it works out amazingly. So. I and totally now that now they have a lot of headliners doing doing shows together, like package deals to get more people out there. I know Megadeth is opening for uh, five was mm -hmm. it five finger death punch or something like that, which I find really odd because I would think it would be the other way around. But um, yeah, I mean, the you know, that's that's another thing I would like to do is like co-headlining or a package deal. You know, we could play second, you know, third or whatever. But, uh, you know, headlining is great, but. I try to do two hour shows when we do headlining. Usually we get to 90 minutes or an hour and 45, but I'd like to get out there and maybe do 30, 35 minutes and, and just really crush and just leave them, you know, leave them wanting more. And, um, but you know what? I love to go through 20, 22 songs a night when we're headlining. I love them both, but I haven't done a support thing for 20 years. So I'm kind of itching to get out there and see what it's like. Yeah, give it a give it a shot, and like, cause a couple bands, like especially after listening to Synergy Restored, I'm like, what bands would I be like? Okay, there would definitely be something where you guys would easily be someone to be in support of, and just listening to the riffs, listening to the drive, and I'm just thinking, my my first thought was like, let's put let's see, uh, 96 Beer Beans open for Alter Bridge, just really bring that full riff style to the forefront, and then all of a sudden you guys support them. And then all of a sudden here comes Aldridge, here comes Mark Tremonti riffing like crazy. And it's going to be like, everyone's going to be in guitar heaven at that point. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that, that, um, of course I have a lot, a lot of our fans are, are, are about, you know, playing the guitar, but I also try to please people with, with being, having catchy songs while still being a little intricate and progressive. So that's something that, um, I think we have, on our side is being able to reach an audience that isn't just about, wow, look at those guitar riffs listed, you know, all that. So Alter Bridge, I don't know. I'm not really familiar with their music, but it could be anybody. I mean, we toured with Godsmack. We toured with Deftones. We toured with Puddle of Mud. We toured with Hoobastank. And you know what? Even if you don't like a band's music, sometimes the guys in the bands are so cool that you stay friends and you're friends with them. You don't have to be a fan of their music to 
to do it. And the the easiest part, I and mean, we did it with Avenge Sevenfold as well. We did a co-headliner co with them years ago. And as long as the guys are cool, I don't mind, you know, I don't mind touring with anybody. Save just by using that sentiment then, man, you guys should tour with Seven Dust. <laughs> That's the show, actually, that that the guy said yesterday. It was like 1,500 capacity. It was like 350 people. And I don't know who, who else they're touring with, but it's just like, I wish I could just strangle people and say, get the hell out of your house. You know, don't live in fear. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Because I was I was down in Welcome to Rockville this year down in Florida, and they basically had the set times on one of the days. It was on Friday. They had the set list and the time list like, situated so that Seven Dust was like the only band during their time slot because they knew how many people were going to be wanting to see Seven Dust. I uh-huh. don't think a band at Rock, Welcome Rockville drew as many people as Seven Dust did. Like mm-hmm. it was in, it was insane. I walked over them like how, my thought was, how am I going to get through this crowd to get to the pit? Even though I was like dying in the heat, I'm just like, how am I going to get through all these people? I don't. I, well, you know, a, 350 people for, for a show now is not something to, to sneeze at. It's not no. bad at all. But you know what? It seems like each state or city has a different level of fear. You know, we would play to 200 people one night and then drive somewhere and then play to 50 people the next night. You know, there's different levels of fear that people have with this pandemic in the aftermath of it that you don't know what you're going to get. So you just have to just to fire through it and get it, get it done. And there was a lot of times during this tour where we were just like, there were so many things happening. So many amazingly bad things were happening and so many amazingly good things were happening that it was kind of, you know, we decided as a band, you know, we're, we're going to power through this as difficult as it is. And we did. And I'm really proud of us for, uh, for doing it because it was really, really hard. At one time I had COVID. I, we lost a band member. Um, we had to fill in a, we had a drummer that was in CKY, Maddie, Maddie Janitis filled in on drums because our other drummer was getting surgery. It was just unbelievably uh, stressful and strenuous and we made it work. We made it all happen and everybody was happy and people are still talking about it. And now it's time to, to plan another one. We get, we had a European tour, uh, booked for March and April and that, that got canceled in 2020. So we're going to go back to the UK and um europe and then do another um american tour u.s tour north america hopefully january february something like that those are the goals oh i'd love to see a tour with you guys in january or february because that's usually the time when all of a sudden especially tour wise it's like january like this end of december january hits it's like okay this is where the lull hits i'm like i need me some live shows all of a sudden i see a chance for like my first show this year i was it was uh to go see avatar here in Milwaukee, and I'm just like, okay, let's see how many people come here. They, It was like, okay, you know, they're playing a capacity, venue capacity of it, maybe 1,500 people. Yeah, they sold it out, and it was in the middle of January. I'm like, I, I went there. It was three degrees that day, and I'm like, people still showed up for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I know, and you know what else was weird about the pandemic being over is that everybody went out at the same time. You know, so you had this competition mm-hmm. of uh, who am I going to go see, you know, because people are economically, a lot of people are, are you know, struggling right now so they 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 don't have that kind of disposable income to go to every single show that comes around so that was a huge thing as well but we're out with every band you know we were following incantation and all these other bands that were on tour we were like kind of behind them but um 
you know what? You just got to say, fuck it and, and go out there. You just got to say, fuck it, go out there. And the, I think the big key was, especially through all the ebb and flows of that tour and everything that you had noticed following so many different people. It's like, okay, everyone's out at the same time. Are people going to still show up, especially if they went to like two or three shows already this week? Because not everyone's going to be crazy like me. Right. That's like, okay, I'm going to go see this show at this venue tonight. And then all of a sudden, oh, but this band's playing over here now the next night. Okay, I'm going to make that happen. And then all of a sudden, four days later, I'm like, I was at four different shows in four different cities. How the hell did that happen? Like, not everyone's going to end up wanting to do that. Or like you said, you know, people still have different reservations when it comes to COVID. And I think bar, uh, the bar S guy, John Taffer, said it perfectly. We have three different types of people. One is right when this stuff opens back up. It's like people are just going to go there because they have well, such a strong the hell connection out of to it. Yeah, get the hell out of yeah. my house. And then the silver have- lining, the silver lining to to going on tour and maybe being a little disappointed in the turnouts is that somebody's going to videotape the show and put it on YouTube and you're going to get so many people that watch that. I mean, somebody videotaped us. I forget where it was. And we had a pretty sizable crowd and that the whole, it was like an hour and 45 minutes. It's on YouTube and there's already 2000 views on that. So it's like me when we next time come around, a lot of the people that watch that show are going to be that. So that's, what's actually almost as important as, as doing it live right there so you know somebody's going to record it put it online people are going to stumble upon it and say this is fucking cool i'm going to see them next time they come around yeah and even if they don't record the whole show if they record one song and all of a sudden they see you guys playing your asses off it's gonna be like you know people are gonna look at that they're gonna see it posted online and just think man what did i miss out on there's I gotta a make lot sure of I videos there's a lot of videos of song live songs live shows that um that were posted after this tour and i like to see that the people are watching them and commenting on them and requesting certain songs for the next tour it's just it's great that that's the silver lining to um going out there and touring is that you know people are going to tape it and you got to you know our our whole thing is we have to play our best we have to be as tight as possible and you know get the get the people watching it and get out there and spread the word and have people come out the next time and I will say this to you, it's especially, you know, you said bringing another U.S. run like January and February. I hope especially, you know, if you are on an opening run and all of a sudden it's with a, with a band that you can get in front of a more different, more fans, different fans, be able to convert them over. I hope it's a tour that's going to end up coming through the Midwestern part of the United States, especially around where I'm at, because I go to shows all over the place. I've been to shows like Green Bay, Wisconsin, Oshkosh, Madison, Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Uh, I go to Chicago a lot for different shows and every time I go there, especially in those, and it's kind of like that Midwest culture as well, where there's these rock and metal shows that are coming up here, people pack house for them. Like we love the music. So even in the winter time, it's just like, yeah, we're going to show up. We're going to be there and we're going to go crazy and we're going to go crazy in the crowd. We're going to have a blast. And if we can't go too crazy in the crowd, well, you better believe we're going to enjoy the music with a beer in our hand and be like, woo. Yeah. And you it just reminded me of, of another thing is that um, we were playing somewhere. I think it was, I, I don't even remember. I don't even know where I am half the time because I'm so <laughs> bad at geography and remembering cities and States. But there were some people that didn't, I don't even think knew what moshing was. And not only is it that a lot of places don't let you mosh or stage dive anymore, which disappoints me because that used to be a huge energetic adrenaline rush. And people would get on stage and just fly out there and people would catch them. There were people that didn't really know what moshing was. So when somebody we had practically sold out this one place. And this guy started moshing and then all of a sudden it turned into a fight because he they thought he was starting a fight and he was actually very intoxicated. And then that fight turned into another fight and then all of a sudden half the audience is kicked out. 
And we're like, what is going on here? Like, doesn't anybody know that you can move around and you mosh and you, it was just really bizarre. And I, and the mic, they got in the fight and the mic missed my teeth by like an inch. If I hadn't had my reflexes, the mic went like that, you know, it would have smashed my, my teeth. And I already have chipped teeth because of microphones. So it was just insane. Like people just getting kicked out. It was, it was like I said, part of the tour was kind of nightmarish, but at least it makes for a good story, right? No, absolutely. It's I'm saying, you know, come, come up by me, come to Milwaukee, because there's three venues that like I've really been spending more time at here. One venue, or the larger one that I go to, basically if they know it's going to be a show that's going to be crazy like that, they hand out little cards that say no moshi, no like slam dancing. And I they hate make, that. No, they do it. They do it for insurance purposes. Basically to yeah. say we told you not to do it, but all of a sudden like those shows – it's like, I, I'll go see August Burns Red play. They hand out those cards. All of a sudden, the whole entire floor turns into a pit and security is just like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, they just let it happen. And then all of a sudden, they, they know what to do. They know we're going to end up policing ourselves. There's another venue. On the walls, they basically say, dance at your own risk. Like, they're basically yeah, Well, that's right how it was back in the day. You know, the clubs would say, enter at your own risk, you know, do whatever. But now that you need five lawyers to ask somebody out on a date because everything's harassment <laughs> and everything's suing everybody. You know, these clubs, no matter what they say on the wall, there's always going to be somebody that gets hurt and and they're going to be in, in a lawsuit. So they try to make it as safe as they possibly can. Although, I don't know, it's just really difficult. The only thing that bothers me about about being on stage is having phones in the face, even though I know they're videotaping, they're going to post it. But you have the phones there, you know, and you have people just standing still. And I just wish it would be like, get going you know get because you need that energy as a band you trade you trade it oh, back yeah. and forth when they get excited you get excited and it's just this chain reaction of excitement and adrenaline and kind of miss that but you know it hasn't changed you know uh how how we do things we're still doing the same show it's a lot like playing arenas you can't see the audience but you still have to do the same exact thing honestly it's we just gotta get everyone just, yeah and like with the phones in the face, do I see that all the time? It's just, and I've talked about this podcast many a times with other people. It's the best thing to do at a live show is just, I know you want to take a video. I know you want to post it on social media. I get it. But I can't, like, I see people holding their phones in front of their faces the whole entire show. It's like, watch the, while you're watching the show through a screen, like you're right Be there. in the moment. And no, it's like, it's like be in the moment. There's two sides of it. It's like, okay, they're videotaping and they're going to post it and that's going to be good. But at the same time, I feel like, sorry for them because it's like you're at the show why would you stand there record it and watch it when it you're not there you know when it's not happening so it's baffling but it there you know there's there's the good and the bad part of doing that so i don't mind it you know but there are bands that are out there that will throw water on people holding phones and a lot of people get really aggravated comedy comedy places won't even let you take uh their mm -hmm. performance because if somebody posts it, then the whole tour is is dead because everybody already knows the comedy material. So, I mean, it's part of me would be like, I wish, you know, the venues could somehow get people to knock their phones out. But at the same time, it's like if they do get their phones out and tape it, that's good promotion for people to click on the video and watch it, watch something they weren't able to see. In my opinion, it's I totally understand where you're coming from. 
like when it comes to people having their phones out, if that's how they want to enjoy the show, fine. If that's how they want to do it, that go for it. And if you're if you're a band, you like you want to get in the energy, focus on the people that are watching the show, watching you guys that are being in the moment with you and going nuts with it. Like I'm this whole entire year, I've probably taken like three or four different videos at concert. I've been to over 30 at this point. Cause the most time I'm like, I'm in the pit, I'm going nuts. I want to be present and in the moment. The last thing I want to do is pull on my phone, be distracted, and then get hit from the side. No, I, I gotta be locked. Like this is my favorite time of the of, of the day. So I'm like, Some people are addicted to their phones. Some people are totally addicted to their phones and can't put them down anyway. But usually what I've been doing since I was 19 years old is I always like to lock eyes on one person until I can feel that they're so uncomfortable they can't stand it anymore. And then I pick another person. I just lock eyes with them. And it's just funny because I get different reactions. Like some people have to walk away. Some people like try to do staring contests. So I, there's different ways I can entertain myself on stage. If, if somebody, if, if some, most of the crowd is holding up phones or whatever they want to do. Yeah. I know I have my little tricks that I like that entertain me. I have a lot of fun and I laugh at, but yeah. Well, Not I, much has changed. It's, well, it's, I'll say, well, I hope when that run happens in January or February, you guys come by my area. So all of a sudden, it's if you're gonna try and stare me down, the problem is I'm probably not gonna be really looking at you because all of a sudden the pits can be going, be going back and forth like this. Honestly, if you're watching, if you're watching, you're probably just gonna be like, eh, that guy's having fun. What is that venue in Milwaukee that we've? I've played it like maybe five or six times. It's gotta be the rave. The rave, yes, I love that place. The backstage area is beautiful. They have all different kind of light setups and it's all decorated nice. And they give you everything that you put on your rider. I remember we used to have cigarettes on our rider and they were the only place that actually gave us cigarettes. And I, I love that place. And I, I don't know why we, you know, our agency books, you know, the shows, every agency books, the shows that are, um, you know, more practical. And I'm not sure if we came close to Wisconsin on this one, like I said, I'm no good at geography or anything like that, but I love the rave. Come back to Wisconsin. Come back to the rave. We'll go nuts. We'll have a good time. We'll we'll have some fun. That's the best way to describe it because I want to see you come back with Synergy Restored coming out as well. And before I close out, I'm just going to ask one quick question before we do the whole tech things. I know you got another interview coming up just so that everyone has a piece that they can go off with this. So if you had to pick a song off of Synergy Restored, it's like, okay, if there's one song that you have to listen to, it's this one. Now, I know it's like picking your favorite children, which is damn yeah. near impossible. I was going to say that. But like, I, cause that always happens. But like, is there, is there one song? How about this? Out of the deep cuts, out of the deep cuts, what song? It's like, okay, check that one out or make sure you check that one out at the very minimum. Well, there's two answers to that question. There's, there's a song that may not be my favorite that I think somebody should check out, but there's also my favorite that Give me both. People... Give me both. Okay, Taken by Surprise is my favorite song on the album, but I think the song that should be, I would really want people to hear is Blood Rock Mania. Ooh. So there's the answer to that. I think Blood Rock Mania, even though we're not releasing it as a single, is going to be the one where people say, holy shit, you know, he's getting better at this. <laughs> Most people get worse when they get older he's getting better at this this band is incredible so i think that's the song that because everybody that's heard it is like whoa this is just out of the range of every anything that we've ever done so that's my answer to that well that those are gonna be two where it's like if you're listening to this album when it comes out get ready for it to come out but also do this Listen to it from top to bottom. Listen to it in order. Get your car. Go for a drive. Listen to this. But also make sure that you're aware when those two songs come on. When Blood uh -huh. Rock Mania comes on and Take It By Surprise comes on. So you can be like, 
This is the one that Darren said. We gotta listen to this. Let's go. Exactly. Exactly. One hundred percent. The whole riff. The whole album has so many riffs, and I just love them all. There's no. I've never intentionally put filler on any on anything a lot of bands do a lot of bands are like oh god we need another song before this is an album and they put something on there this album we've been working on it so long and i've scrapped so much material that the the best 11 out of so many ideas i've never had so much material to pick from but the best 11 have made it onto this record and it is like you said it to me i think it is a record you can start and finish all the way through 36 minutes and you're not going to want to skip anything ever. So that was the plan. That was the goal. And I think you planned and hit that goal, sir. So well said. And as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give you, my guests, a chance to say whatever you want to say. Plug whatever you want to plug. Promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast. So, Darren, the floor is yours to, you know, promote you know, whatever you, you want to promote. <laughs> you, can fi- you can find us on all the, you know, usual socials. Uh, it's not hard to find 96 Bitter Beings on Instagram, 96 Bitter Beings on Facebook. I don't think we have a Twitter, but probably we do. I stay off Twitter. Um, for vinyl heads, people that like physical formats, we have a uh, limited edition picture disc and a limited edition black vinyl. And there's four different vinyl formats. I'm a vinyl freak. I don't know how many people that are watching are going to give a shit about this, but they're very limited and I have them in my my uh, web store that you can access from my Facebook and um, you can find us anywhere. Just Google it and, and get in there. I, I answer everything. I talk to anybody that goes to Facebook and, and ask even the most simple question. I, I try to talk to everybody. So uh, if you want to reach me or reach, reach the band, it's we're easy to find. Perfectly said. Now it's time for me to close this podcast with three very simple things. So first, Darren just said where you can find 96 Beer Beans, how you can get in contact with them. And if you're a vinyl head, where you can get, like how you can get those vinyls because you're going to want to get at least one of those. I mean, yeah, I've got this thing right here. I need, I need more vinyl, man. Come on. I, I love that. I love that because with new people that are just getting into vinyl, they always start with one record and, a re- and one record player and that starts the addiction. And I've had the vinyl addiction since I was four years old. So Same my man. vinyl collection is outrageously sickening. Say mine probably not as <laughs> sickening as yours. I got this bad boy. I've got about 50 vinyls somewhere down here. And then I got a signed picture disc from Disturbs Believe album somewhere all the way back there. So I'm, now our I'm picture like, disc is badass. It's I mean, badass, but there's only 300. So and they're almost gone. They're almost actually gone, actually. So I don't know if I should even be telling people, but our our the the cover of the album is really badass. It was done by Tra- Travis Smith, and it looks awesome on a picture disc. Those will be out in March of 2023. Well, you're gonna want to make sure you if you have a chance to get those, you can get those, or you know, get one of the other variants as well. So the best way to do it is you can Google all this stuff, or you can also do what I'm gonna do and. Go to the description of the podcast here. It says find 96 Bitter Beans online. There's going to be links and labels for everywhere you can find them. Get some merch. Stream the album when it comes out. Boom. It's all going to be there for you to like, follow, share, subscribe, share with your friends, listen, and of course, get some merch and get a vinyl. It's all going to be down there. Couldn't have said it better myself. And now number two. So Darren, this is going to be real quick, but uh, whenever I guess in the podcast that I enjoy having the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise to say thank you. And also I wish to continue to support the band any way I can. And you absolutely made sure this promise is going to be hit. So when I get to see you perform live for the first time, sir, my promise to you is this first round's on me. You got it. I'm going to, I'm going to take you up on that because people say that and they expect me to say, no, 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 I'll get it. Uh, you're getting it. No, I'm, you, get, I'm you getting it. You opened your mouth. You said it. I'm taking you up on that. So 
Absolutely. You're Take already you're already one of my best friends. Yes, already. <laughs> and Darren, as we bring this podcast conclusion, can't say goodbye because made the I mean made the promise to you, and I'd love to have you back on the podcast once again in the future. Plus, this was fucking awesome. So would love it. Can't end it by saying goodbye. Got to end by saying I'll see you later. Thank you so much, Kevin. It was really good meeting you and talking to you. You as well, sir. Well, folks, that's my review with Darren from the band 96 Bitter Beans. Once again, Synergy Restored is going to be available on November 4th, 2022. So go make sure you pre order it, you pre save it, do all that stuff. Make sure you're following 96 Bitter Beans on all social media platforms. Make sure you know where they're going to be when they go out and tour at the beginning of 2023. You're not going to miss out on that because I'm going to be there. We're going to throw down in the pits some guitar riffs. Oh, yeah, you better believe it. So make sure you join us. Make sure you're following along with them as well. Bye. Again, all the links are to the podcast. You can like their stuff, share their stuff, subscribe to their stuff, uh, get some merch, pre-order those vinyls. Yeah, your vinyl player might be like mine. We need more vinyl, yeah. Okay, now I'm starting to get really, really weird with it. But make sure you follow like 96 Bitter Beans because this podcast is awesome. You're not going to want to miss out on some guitar-driven greatness. Also, make sure you're following along with us at the Chord Progression Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for your viewing that viewing pleasure as well. Make sure you're also subscribing to the podcast on YouTube or audio-wise, Spotify, a podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and of course, many different other places that I want to thank Britain Media once again because they're really kicking ass right now by helping us get so many places and so many more audio streams. Oh, yeah. So make sure you subscribe on all those platforms. And if you are subscribed, thank you. Seriously, thank you. If you're following us or subscribing to the podcast, I want to give a big thank you to that because this is my favorite thing, concerts, you know, podcasting, anything around music. This is what I love to do. So thank you guys for supporting it. If you're just following us right now, subscribing to us right now, I extend that thank you to you as well. And if you're not following us, you're like, I don't want to follow you. Please reconsider. Please, 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 please. If not, again, I totally understand. Thank you for cussing by anyway. And... You're always welcome back here. Well, again, thank you to the sponsors, Manscaped. Have yourself free shipping. Use code CPP at manscaped.com. And remember, we sponsored the Winter Hungry Festival in 2022. So go check it out. If, you know, this is before the festival, tickets are available now. If it is during the festival, make sure you stay along and, like, follow them and check out all the content because it's going to be absolutely nuts. Thank you once again, Darren. This is a fantastic conversation. Cannot wait to bring you back on the podcast. and cannot wait to see 96 Bitter Beans play live. Remember, first round's on me, my man. On top of that, that's going to be it for me, guys. Thank you for listening to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!